up, people? Welcome to Bachelor Theory. My name is Julia Delois. I am an actor, writer, comedian, and the host of Bachelor Theory. Uh, and right now, y'all, I'm a, I'm also a deeply, deeply sorry, regretful person um, because I did not do an episode last week. This is last week's episode, um, and. I have an excuse, okay, not much of one, but I do. I live in New Orleans. If you didn't know, Mardi Gras was last week um, and definitely wasn't what it was in 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 all other years. But there was still some reveling. Um, if you don't if you don't know much about Mardi Gras, maybe you have some like vision in your head probably of like Bourbon Street and like showing tits for beads and stuff like that. And I'm here to tell you, most of that is wrong. Um, it is it is a big long bender for sure. There's a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, uh, but it's also like really uh, it's so joyful and like life affirming and not um, I don't know. It's it's not the trashy version that you might have seen on TV. There is definitely that, but that is actually mostly uh, tourists who are, if you see someone showing their tits for beads, that is not a New Orleans local, definitely a tourist. Um, yeah, because a lot of Mardi Gras is actually geared towards families and children and the parades are super, you know, it's all about parades and dancing and music and shows and costumes, just a ton of, of revelry and we really missed it this year. Um, so last week, uh, definitely not the same, but there was king cake, you know, and there was drinking and some light, you know, outdoor reveling. So we did what we could. Um, definitely not the same, but that's my piss poor excuse for why I didn't do an episode this this last week. Last week. So sorry to <laughs> sorry to keep you all waiting on my sharp and incisive takes. I know you guys were watching the episode and were like. I wonder what Julia thinks about it, though. Get real. No, nobody is saying that. Uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was doing Mardi Gras. You know, I've always thought that uh, Mardi Gras would make a fantastic, um, like, destination date for The Bachelor. Um, it would be perfect. It's so much fun. Uh, they, it feels like everybody would get a big kick out of it. They would probably... They would actually probably... <laughs> this sucks. They would probably do some... Uh, bad shit with like appropriating you know Mardi Gras Indians and Mardi Gras roots and all that stuff we know that they cannot be trusted to uh, you know sensitively handle race or anything like that um, as we all know we've been consumed by Chris Harrison uh, bullshit and I was on a couple other episodes talking about that uh, still forefront of my mind obviously I know probably like yours too um so go check out Crime and Roses podcast had a great conversation with Megan and Danielle and Ashley from Batch Talks Back uh I mean Ash sorry Ash Talks Batch <laughs> sorry Ashley she's so funny and wonderful um I'm sad that I messed that up uh okay yeah so uh go go check out those conversations and that's where I've been having them and thinking about that stuff uh, yeah, there's tons out there. I hope you're worse in it too. It's a whole bunch of bullshit, but it's worth uh, being aware of and, and being outraged about and demanding change. So, uh, so that's good. Okay, so we are in uh, episode seven. God, it's that weird week, okay? This week always sneaks up on me, I feel like, every season because there's always like 50,000 women still left, it feels like. 
And then suddenly they're saying, like, it's hometowns next week, and this week means a lot. Like, da-da-da. This is, like, so crazy how fast this week comes all the time. It feels like there's always, like, still women that we, like, don't know that well. And somehow, uh, you know, it's it's hometowns high stakes. So that's, that's the weird week we're in. It, it, once again, it snuck up on me. It's episode seven. We pick right back up where we left off in the episode before. Um, we know that Heather has made it to Nima Colon. Uh, and we start by getting a little bit of a glimpse into the conversation that they had. So, you know, we all know how manufactured this was. I don't have to tell you guys this. Uh, but I just, I really, uh, I laugh at these things. You know, like, it's so funny to me that Heather, like, heard about Matt and now she has to like show up she like heard how great he is from Hannah and she has to show up which is so ridiculous because it just feels it's like you know and and we know you know maybe Heather isn't the most experienced in relationships but it's like your compatibility with somebody and like the chance of a successful relationship is not really like indicated by a combination of traits that you have. So when Heather is like telling this story about what all Hannah said to her and, you know, she's saying like she said you were so kind and funny and she told me about your heart and da-da-da, it's like it doesn't really work like that. Like compatibility and like this special like X factor dynamic, you know, that, that makes the dynamic between any two people kind of spark or kind of make it a really good thing like that's not a list of traits which is such a weird uh, framing of it you know because because if it were it's like there's only so many traits you know there's only so many traits that a person could have and there's only so many traits that like we can be attracted to so it just feels like like if we were all to like write down a list of traits of like what we're looking for in a partner they're all gonna be the same right like don't we all want someone who's kind don't we all want someone who's funny don't we all want someone who's smart it's like smart kind funny (laughs) you know like it's like oh that person sounds great it's like yeah no shit that's kind of what we're all sort of going for so it's just weird to like hear a list of you know we don't know what the conversation actually went like But that is so weird to me. Um, She's like, she told me, you know, these qualities about you. And I just knew that I had to come (laughs) check it out. Uh, That's not to rag on Heather too much because we all know uh, the women at the hotel are doing that for her, for us. You know, I don't have to I don't have to jump in and dogpile on Heather because these women have it covered. Dude. I, this has, it feels like we've been here for episode seven. It feels like we've been here for seven months, seven months of mean, mean girls, right? Uh, Time goes by slowly when it's spent with uh, big meanie heads (laughs) because that's what it is. And we got these, you know, when, when we had the, the scare a couple weeks ago when everyone was suddenly afraid of you know going home for bullying and we got these apologies we got apologies from kid and apology you know we were getting them from victoria and anna uh it just you know from the ones who are still remaining the way that they just quickly like turned on her um 
you know, it really made me made me question the integrity of the previous apologies. But this really is like Survivor because it feels like every time someone exits, every time there's like an opening, just the way that they sort of turn on a dime to go after somebody else, uh, it's a bummer. It's exhausting. Uh, it made me feel bad. The way that they were, I mean, everybody, even Piper, you know, I'm into Piper. I know we're all kind of uh, riding the Piper wave right now. But, uh, you know, after Heather ultimately gets sent home, even Piper's got a snarky comment about like the, and what did you say your name was? But I mean, they're really, it's all fighting vibes. They are circling sharks this whole damn season. Um, All the girls got something to say. Rachel how could he be ready to propose to her within a few weeks that's what she says like I don't know Rachel how could anybody be ready to propose to anybody in 10 weeks that's what we're all wondering watching this show uh it just seems weird to get particular about like the exact number of weeks you know that it uh that it might take so yeah I I don't buy it from these girls Rachel is the only one actually uh to her one ounce of credit in this situation um, to say, like, you know, if if Heather coming in here means, like, I don't get a rose or he doesn't want to continue with me, then his feelings towards me were never genuine, which is true. It's like, if, if you're in this because you think, again, it's that thing of, like, is this a game or are you trying to find that person your soulmate the one that you're most compatible with because if it's that if you are trying to find love like you say you are then Rachel's sort of right like it shouldn't matter you know somebody coming in here um, because it's not a numbers game right it's not just a numbers game where uh, you know Heather is one more person that it might be instead of you it's just weird to selectively get on board with you know some trappings of the show and not but the girls are gleeful sorry the women the women are gleeful they are more attracted to him than they've ever been before i was kind of i don't know that moment hit me wrong i was eye rolling at serena i don't even know if i can put my 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 finger on why you know i attracted to another before because he kicked a girl out because they're they're they didn't like a girl and he kicked her out he they because he because they were bullies uh even the ones i like this season i don't i don't like that much god okay so they're attracted to him heather gets sent home um you know he had to, I guess he had to do it. He, whatever. He followed his heart. He, I love his quote about how he was blown away that she came here and rented a minivan for me. Um, and I think we're all pretty clear on, like, that production rented this minivan clearly, right? You don't think that Heather, uh, whatever. I don't know what we think. So going into the rose ceremony, Piper and Michelle already have roses. Uh, and what ends up happening is Chelsea and Serena C get sent home. Um, this is a bummer. Didn't feel any like super uh, particular attachment to Serena C, but really was enjoying Chelsea and would have liked to see more of her. I, I liked their connection, the few conversations that we saw. I thought it was a really warm 
uh, kind of rapport that they had and it was interesting to me. I'm sad to see her go. Uh, but this is sort of that classic, like, middle, uh, you know, that classic episode seven rose ceremony. It's like it feels high stakes because it's women that we're sort of, you know, attached to in some way or that you feel like, Matt, you know, him and Chelsea definitely had a connection, right? We saw it. Um, so it feels high stakes, but ultimately, like, we kind of, like, forget about a lot of the women who exit at this point. So, um, yeah, depending on how they sort of journey into, uh, you know, Bachelor Nation life post post their season. Um, so uh, they go home. We'll see them. We'll see them on Instagram. We'll see them around. We'll get together all the time. We all will. Okay. Um, okay, so the next day, uh, Serena, Serena P, who's left, of course, uh, gets the one-on-one. Um, I love this quote that she had, this, obviously we all expected Jacinia or Abigail, but I am happy to have that time and it's really clear in this moment they like all want her fucking head on a stake you know like she's in this uncomfortable position of trying to like distance herself from the happiness that she obviously feels it's awkward it's uncomfortable she got the time that other other women are getting and I think that this was probably a sought after date because guess what it ends up being tantric yoga oh my god okay I mean the day in theory I want to say in theory it was tantric yoga because even though I don't know all of the ins and outs about tantric yoga I feel reasonably confident that what they were doing largely was not tantric yoga um if I you know and that's just a feel (laughs) it's just a feeling my educated guess is that tantric yoga I mean it's rooted in like being super connected to each other and being like being really dialed into your partner and breath work and somatic all this stuff uh and so the way that they were sort of like cranking themselves into the positions first and then like starting to breathe I don't know can someone weigh in here um it didn't seem, yeah, it seemed like, you know, one of those one of those bachelor dates that we sort of uh, bastardize an activity um, or a, a tradition a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, make it make it sexy. Serena's a perfect one to go on this date. Oh my God, she's teeny tiny. Who couldn't lift her up in the air? I could lift her up with fucking my pinky finger. Um, it was a good thing she was on the tantric yoga date. Uh, she was flying. She was flying. But I love the conversation that they have afterwards because um, I like that she, I like when she straight up said she didn't like it, right? She said, it's, she said it's not something I would have chosen for me. And she said it was, I think that was a first and last for me. Um, and, you know, Matt uh, responded well too. And I liked that it was okay for him to say that he liked it and for her to not. This sort of made me like Matt in this moment. Um, one of those times where I was charmed by him. And he said, I, I want you to tell me, you know, the truth. I don't want you to tell me everything is good or just to hear what I want to hear. Um, so it was kind of a nice moment. Uh, but the juxtaposition also was a little bit funny because... Um, in the same moment that Matt was saying, like, 
I love that she felt like she could tell me that. It's like in the next moment, in his in the moment, he's saying like, that does make me wonder about, you know, bigger compatibility. Um, but I get what he's saying. He's saying, you know, the, the things that sort of ensued in that conversation uh, and her talk about how she's kind of resistant to um you know affection and and romance in that way i i get that that is a a bigger kind of compatibility thing so i'm not roasting matt i know that i have a i know i have a snark about every single thing that anybody on the show does it's not fair it's not fair they're they're doing great (laughs) who am i you know (laughs) who the fuck am i they're doing great who am i that is the main takeaway that i I'm taking away. Wow, brilliant. Um, okay, so Jacinia gets the other one-on-one. And you know who doesn't? Abigail. Abigail doesn't get the other one-on-one. And this is sad because as far as the season goes, Abigail is one of the ones I like. So this was sad for me, you know, and juxtaposed next to the nighttime portion of Serena's date uh did anything interesting happen on this date I feel like I literally fell asleep when I came to uh she had the rose and they were ice skating so didn't um yeah she Serena I don't know Serena what what she's just like kind of middle of the road sort of like great she's cute she seems sweet and fun and um I don't know. Yeah, I, I we don't know that much about her. We don't know that much about her. We don't know that much about Matt. We feels like we don't know that much about anybody. But yeah, sort of watching their magical, you know, nighttime uh, portion of the date um, made me feel sad because I got that feeling. I got that feeling in my stomach that I knew uh, Abigail was not going to make it to the end of the episode. Um so great Serena is going to hometowns uh okay so uh the group date the group date this is the one where all of the women take turns cornering Matt uh (laughs) and asking him how he feels about them you always know I mean it usually doesn't go well uh when (laughs) they you know when whether it's a contestant going back to the lead's room to say, eh, hey, I need a straight answer. What are we doing here? It's like the answer is usually bad. Um, if you have that feeling, you're probably right about it, you know. Um, so uh, it doesn't start that way. It starts with Brie. It starts with our girl Brie. Um, and I hated this. I hated this. Did I... I fucking hated it. Okay. Brie sits him down to tell him um, that she resigned from her job to be here. A few days ago, she said she had to do it a few days ago. It's unclear, you know, was she allowed contact with the outside world to do that? Or, yeah, I'm I'm not really sure why it was just a few days ago. Um, But she resigned from her job because she needed the time to be there and it it really stung when she said that this was like she was like it wasn't just a job it was a dream 
Um, and this sucks. Oh God, this sucks. She's 24. So there is lots of time left, um, for her to have more dream jobs. I'm sure great things are coming for her, uh, after this season, but it's just, I hate the way this is like, I mean, on, on one level, it's like sort of eh, like emotional collateral, you know, like that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody, um, because if it, you know, I wonder if the right thing to do, I, I feel like, and maybe this is, maybe this is too severe and un, ungenerous, but I just feel like if you do that, you know, that's, that's your business. You almost like don't need to tell the lead that because it's your choice. What kind of like reason do you have for telling the lead that, I mean, to commun- I guess to communicate like how serious you are, but it's like say that in other, you know, I don't know if this is fair to tell the lead because if you're going to do this, uh, you're not allowed to use it as collateral. You're not allowed to like put the other person under pressure because of that. You're not entitled to their reciprocated love just because you gave up something really big to be here. Um, and yeah, I don't know what reason I could get down with that you would actually be telling the lead that if you do that, that is your business, but it's like, it's, you know, whether they return it or not, you still, you still got to be okay with doing that. So I didn't like this, um, from Brie and otherwise fave. Uh, yeah, I, you know. Who am I? Again, who am I? I've made way bigger fucking mistakes for uh, way less, way less good dudes. Um, Cool. But Brie, I mean, we know Brie's good. She's good. They've got a connection and he wants her around. So, um, you know, she walks away from that conversation feeling good. She's kind of locked in. So now it's Abigail's turn to... uh, corner Matt and see how he feels about her and you just know I mean you just know that it's going down um and it it never works out uh the only dumb part about this one uh was sort of that like well I don't know that when she put it to him he tells her you know that he can't really see it with her and he's got stronger relationships with other women um and he says i didn't want to lead you on and lie to you which is strange because she's the one who instigated that conversation like he wasn't i mean we don't think he was like starting that conversation with her um so she probably you know would have just found out um at the rose ceremony that she was not um picked up for another week that she was not picked up for another season another week um so abigail leaves and that's sad but you know what she is 25 she's hot as hell she's a sweetie petite and she's gonna go on to do great things 25 25 was like the best drug year of my life you know at at that time at least it was so far i think i've had well I've had several drug renaissances, but 25 was great. She has many more uh, good drug years ahead of her. I'm I'm rooting for her to get that if she if she wants it um, or if she does. I'm pressuring her into doing drugs. I hope she does drugs. Uh, okay. 
Oops, sorry, I accidentally hit my vape pen against the desk. That was that noise. It's running out of battery, so I was getting frustrated. That's why. Um, okay, so he uh, then it's Rachel's turn. It's Rachel's turn. Um, and ee, what's going to be the thing I hate in this conversation? Well, I really it, this sort of goes along with um, the Brie thing, and a lot of women say this. A lot of women say this. Uh, on on this episode alone, on this season alone, every fucking season, same thing. Rachel says, like, I've never felt this way before. I'm scared because I've never felt this way before. But, you know, she's really into it, of course. And I really hate how the, like, speaking in these absolutes, these super, like, these, like, I've never felt this way before. Like, I feel stronger than I felt with anybody. And I just, I mean, these are, like, built-in compliments that contestants are reliably giving to leads every season and it's offered up like a compliment and I just don't think I mean a few episodes ago I said uh like I don't think that you actually need you know relationship experience is not the only thing uh that makes you suitable for um you know as a partner or a a, you know when that right connection does come along but on the flip side of that, it's also like it's not necessarily a compliment to have never been in love before or even to have never like felt this strongly before. For my money, like I hope that my partner, you know, if I'm meeting someone, I hope that they have been in love before, like really fucking in love. I hope that they have felt like super fucking strongly about somebody. I hope that they've had successful relationships. Um you know, because because it probably means that they are a little bit, you know, I don't know. They they might know more about how they are as a partner. Um, but I don't like, I don't think that you're, you know, I don't think that you're not equipped for not having relationship experience. But I also don't think it's necessarily a compliment to, you know, this doesn't have to be your first, it doesn't have to be your first anything. Uh, I think it probably statistically like rarely is the ones that, really work out for the long haul it's probably not a lot of firsts um okay uh kit oh kit it's kit's turn yeah yeah um she tells matt something you know i actually for what it's worth this was a nice moment it was at least different from what we hear from other women she's citing you know how young she is she's only 21 And she's very clear that she, you know, from a partner, she wants the space and freedom to finish school. And, you know, she wants to, like, be very upfront that she's not going to be ready to uh, have kids right away, that she will probably be ready for that at 25 or 26. Um, Again, I hope she uh, does drugs. (laughs) I hope she does drugs. She could probably afford a lot of them. Um, So I hope that she spends 25 and 26 and beyond doing drugs um I don't know I hope that for everybody if you have the space and the everyone do drugs okay so they actually kind of have um maybe the closest one of the closest things we've ever seen on The Bachelor of sort of a uh, a conscious uncoupling <laughs> um they really do this uh well I thought like um you know so that it's just clear that they're not really compatible um but they care a lot for each other and so um you know she does decide to leave uh and he walks her out in this strange like 
three-legged race type thing. He's like walking her out in a sack race. He's walking behind her with his, it was weird. His arms around her and they're walking. Oh man. Um yeah. Okay, so Kit's gone. We'll see we'll see more of her. You guys know we will see more of her. We just got our very first taste. I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of Kit's life. <laughs> um, okay, so Jasenia is going on her one-on-one date, and it is a race car date. Um, you know, you kind of know when you get these, like, platonic-style dates, like, not really romantic activity. Uh, usually that's one hint that that person might be going home. But this date looks really fun. I would be super down to drive a race car. Um, you know, they get a lesson. They have fun driving. I wish it were Ari. I wish Ari. Uh, not that I like Ari at all, but um, a familiar fate. Who cares? This season is shot, you know. Bring in Ari. Um, no, Ari's been a real tool uh on i don't know in some interview or he's like he's on some men's rights activist thing about how uh you know they're not letting husbands into lauren is pregnant i believe she's pregnant with twins maybe um and he is complaining about how husbands are not allowed into hospital rooms uh with their wives right now because of covid and uh which you know is a, is a sad uh, sad and upsetting thing i'm not ragging on him for being upset about that but he's taking it to this like our husbands being discriminated against and and men's rights issue which you know ugh, shut up Ari. okay we're back on jacenia's date um and at the at the nighttime portion, she looks beautiful. She looks great. Um, uh, she says, "I'm falling in love with you," and um, we don't believe her at all. Of course, I think like for her sake, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that she's. I'm glad that I don't believe her because I'm glad that she's not in love with him. Because we know he's about to dismiss her, and she. Oh man, she doesn't know it. She doesn't know it until. Um, very soon before it happens right like I thought that she had seen the show before I think because she might have been the one who told the others like about Heather when she said like oh she's been on the show before as if she you know I'm sure she's familiar with the show I don't know if she my point is like I don't know if she knows that a lead like typically picks up the rose whether they're giving it to the person or not so when he picks it up Oh, she has no idea. It was hard. Um, and yeah, it was a long, long, hard moment. Um, but good for her because she's not in love with him. And like how, I guess this is my, this is my thing too, is like how could you actually be falling in love with someone that like you can't tell that they're not there too, right? Like it's usually pretty apparent. And if things are serious enough for you to like say that you're falling in love with someone – I just I don't I don't see it how can you how can you not know them well enough to um not know that they're not into you but Julia god don't be self-righteous stop being self-righteous um about everyone's relationship um except except you <laughs> so dumb so dumb um okay so Jacenia goes home and then the rose ceremony um you know, Piper gets sent home and this sucks. She looks great. She looks great. I do hope we see 
more of her after this season. I think we will. Uh, but when she gets, uh, when she doesn't get a rose, she does allow Matt to like take her by the hand or the arm or whatever to walk her out. But she gets directly into that Escalade and uh, does not say a word to him. Shuts the door behind her uh, and and freezes him out. So I don't know. Uh, Piper, I, yeah, again, like we're all supposed to be into Piper right now. And it's like this is the best this is the best we get this season. I just wasn't super, I wasn't terribly impressed. Sorry, Piper fans. That like, you know, her her exit monologue uh, is about how she put herself out there and, um, you know, she got rejected and she did so much. But again, it's that thing where it's like you don't put it out because that means it's going to be reciprocated or and you don't you don't deserve it to be reciprocated just because you put yourself on the line and that's that's hard that is like really fucking hard and so I don't um I don't judge her for her feelings at all and I don't even really judge her for you know this whole situation is so intense um I you know I don't really judge her for the words that she chose in this uh upsetting moment in the car on the way out um but just in general um you know you're not owed reciprocated love even if you even if you did a lot for it. And that sucks. It sucks. But uh, we will see more of Piper. We'll see more, I have faith, of all of the women that we saw sent home this episode. And this sucks. We lost um, We lost a couple good ones. A couple great women of color, too. Um, but luckily, I, I think the women in the final four are, um, you know, great, minus Rachel, too uh and i as always i'm looking forward to hometowns this is um it's a reward it's a reward for putting up with um you know a lot of meanness a lot of monotony a lot of uh matt sort of being boring and um yeah i do feel like hometowns are are a gift from god herself uh because whatever it is i mean people's I love watching people's families not know how to handle the show and the cameras. That's really joyful, uh, fun to you know see how the the dads kind of go through the motions of um, I don't know if they're if they're being really like dumb and protective and go through the motions of saying like if you hurt or whatever. So it's fun to see the show that the families put on. Uh, for the cameras, whether they sort of are doing it on purpose or not. That's the joy of hometowns for me. So that's really where I will leave you. I've got to go watch this show in just a couple hours. That's how far behind I am. Um, The episode eight recap will be out in a few days. Very excited about the guest I'm having recap with me. Amazingly talented, hilarious, actress and comedian Crosby Fitzgerald um definitely an authority on The Bachelor so really overjoyed to hear her takes on hometowns couldn't ask for a better week to have her okay this is me I'm heading out y'all my name is Julia Delois this was Bachelor Theory Bachelor Theory